Today on the show, we're going to talk about why you keep repeating the same patterns. So even though you know you have these habits that are not helpful, you still continue them. So we'll discuss this on the show today. Please continue to support the podcast with a donation. I rely on the generosity of you, the listeners. Typically, I travel around the world giving workshops and charging a fee for this. Here I am providing this content to you for free. All I ask is that you make a contribution. Whatever you feel that you've received from the podcast, please make a donation. Go to the storyofmepodcast.com and on the contact page, there's a donate button and make a donation. Thank you. And just a reminder, the Dutch Kundalini Yoga Festival has now turned to just a 100% online festival. From December 17th to the 21st, you can go to kundaliniyogafestival.nl for more information. There's only a couple days left to get 15% off this Story of Me podcast merch shop. This is where I share some of my insights through quotes and put them on items such as shirts and coffee mugs to remind you of your inner power. And so you can go to the storyofmepodcast.com and the shop page. There will be a link to this in the episode description. And buy that special person in your life a coffee mug or shirt with one of my quotes and designs on it. Or buy it for yourself. Okay, let's get to today's episode. Beautiful am I. Bountiful am I. Blissful am I. Welcome to the story of me with Amarjit Singh. This is where my guests and I share personal stories from our life and explore the psychological insights that were learned from these experiences. Each story will entertain you as well as increase your understanding of your own psychological patterns. Then, through the principles of yoga psychology, you will learn how to overcome the resistance that is holding you back from living a more fulfilling life. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode where I share my experiences in psychological understanding, interview guests, and answer listener questions. Now let's get started with the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding. Welcome to the show. For new listeners, my name is Amarjit Singh, and I am your host. For old listeners, welcome back. It's good to have everyone again. I hope everyone is doing well. I'm still here in Berlin, where it's starting to get very cold. And uh, speaking of Germany, I think we'll begin the show. Before we get into today's topic, I'll give you a little update from the psychological war front that we find ourselves in. Now, like I've said on previous episodes, psychological warfare is the planned tactical use of propaganda, threats, and non-combat techniques to mislead, intimidate, demoralize, or otherwise influence the thinking or behavior of an enemy. And guess what? If you're listening to this, you are the enemy. This is a war against the citizens. It's the ruling class versus the citizens of the world. And as we see that the propaganda is continuing, they're stepping it up as this last-ditch effort to instill fear and to get everyone in the system 
by way of vaccine passports. And so we have a new variant that came out, this Omicron variant, which where it started in South Africa, they say is a very uh, weak variant, which is similar to a common cold. Uh, But you won't hear the media talk about this. Instead, they talk about how contagious it is, which uh, after the reading I've done, it seems that this is the natural progression for viruses is that they get weaker, but more contagious. But they're using this to get that last ditch effort to get you all vaccinated. Because once they do this with these vaccine passports, then the system begins to entrap you even further. So it used to be that you took one shot or two shots and now you're vaccinated. But now, I think in in, uh, Israel, they're on their fourth shot. And and it's not, uh, you know, years and years of doing this. It's only, what, 18 months and they're already on their fourth shot. How many shots are you going to have to take to be considered vaccinated? And what they're trying to do is to put everyone against each other, right? Divide the enemy to make them weaker. And so they're starting to lock up the unvaccinated when the vaccinated and the unvaccinated are spreading this just as frequently, especially this new uh, variant that they're saying. And what they're doing is they're giving you privileges for being vaccinated. And it's really interesting if you understand the difference between freedom and privilege, because they're not the same. Someone has to give you a privilege. If you're vaccinated, you can go into this type of establishment. You can go out uh, when you want to. You can do what you want. You can travel. And these are privileges that are given to you. This is not freedom. They're not giving you freedom. They're not giving you the space for freedom. They're restricting your uh, privileges, whether you're vaccinated or not, to a particular variety of actions that you can take. They're going to start making this vaccine mandatory, which they've done in Austria, and they're going to do in Germany and and who know, and eventually all of Europe. And then you will be on this vaccine passport that will be throughout Europe, throughout the world, and it won't stop with the vaccines. And it's interesting when I look at the protest uh, or the reaction to Europe compared to the U.S., it's very different. In the U.S., we're not very good at protesting and organizing these protests. We do once in a while, but not as much as Europeans. Europeans are very good at protesting. But I think we're beyond the point of protesting. I don't think this is working. It's very funny. I got a, a uh, an email about a protest that's coming up in Germany, and it's a protest to not wear your mask for two hours on public transportation on a particular day. And, and to me, this is really not going to do anything, and it's actually kind of silly. I, I, I know the intention is good, but what's it going to do? If you don't want to wear your mask, stop wearing it now, and not for two hours, but for every day. I haven't worn a mask on the public transportation or in stores since I've gotten here two months ago. And I rarely see anyone else do this. I think since I've been here, maybe about three people I've encountered who have done this. 
which is not very much. And this is the big difference between the U.S. and Europe. Europe, they protest, but they don't take any action. In the U.S., they don't protest, but they take action. If they don't want something, they just don't do it. If they think something is wrong, they just stop engaging in that behavior, stop supporting the uh, behavior. And in Europe, you're not doing this. And it's it's making it look like we're losing this war. And, and you know, they locked down the unvaccinated here in Germany. And what has happened? Nothing. Uh, the people are, are, are following the rules. And you could see in Belgium, they're protesting, which is very good, and in the Netherlands. But you have to do more than protest. You have to just stop engaging in the behaviors that they want you to engage in. If they want you to be home by a certain time, don't do this. Live your life the way that you want to. Stop wearing that mask. Stop participating in this uh, drama that they're creating for you, this, this coercion that they're trying to intimidate you to follow. And for no reason, they're talking about the infection rates going up and the deaths going up. But, you know, approximately 250,000 to 650,000 people die each year of the flu. And if they were to talk about the infection rates and the uh, hospitalizations and the deaths of, of the flu every year, it would be the same. And the one thing with the flu is they start from zero every year when they start giving these numbers. But you notice in, in uh, the coronavirus, the deaths, they're, they're calculating uh, from the beginning. They're not starting over from zero. It's cumulative from when this began. Why are they doing this? Is because it's a bigger number to scare and intimidate you. And now they're really trying to separate you between the vaccinated, unvaccinated. But the vaccinated should be protesting as well because how many of these injections are you willing to take before you say enough is enough? And it's interesting when I first came here to Germany. I complained that, oh, people are wearing masks outdoors, which there's not been any cases since the existence of this, of people catching it outdoors, no documented cases. And I said, people should stop wearing the masks. And people told me, well, it's easier to wear the mask than deal with the hassle of not wearing it. I said, okay, but where are you going to draw the line? And when you do, it's going to be too late. And we're starting to see that now. People are being locked down, locked out of different activities because of their vaccination state. And uh, yeah, it's sad. I, I think that we are losing this war. You know, the last month when they started locking people up and people so easily submitted to this, I, I think this is this is people giving up. And like I said, it's not so important, the protest, but just to engage in the behavior that goes against this. Stop participating in this behavior, but you're supporting it. You know, saying, oh, we're going to protest and, and not wear a mask for two hours on public transportation is ridiculous. What is this going to do? Now, if you just stopped wearing it and never wore it again, now this will have an effect. But people are afraid. People are afraid to disrupt their life. I even had one person tell me, yeah, but, 
you know, Germany, they really took care of the people financially uh, that were affected by the lockdowns. And so my question then is, so you can be paid off for your freedom or your lack of freedom. That's very cheap. And it's also a part of this war is to make you dependent. The more dependent you are on the government, the more you will give in to the rules. And this is what you're starting to see, and this is how they push you into this system. Yeah, I, I think this is the first you know, week since this really started that I, I think we're losing. And I, I don't see how we're going to get out of this unless people start to take action instead of just protesting. But take action. If you have a business, keep it open. If you want to go to a place you're unvaccinated, still go. Make them tell you you can't go. Bring all your friends. Make them show how much business these companies are going to lose because of this. You know, this is one good thing about the U.S. is that the people take action. And I'm not seeing this in Europe. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what more to, to state, but, you're, you know, you're really trading your freedom. And in return, you're getting privileges. And, and this is really, you know, not heading in a good place. Maybe you can sense my frustrations, but I, I think I'm experiencing this a little stronger than most people because of my, uh, the life that I created is, is out of the system. And I'm the first one to be affected by this because of it. You know, I travel around giving these workshops, and now no one's scheduling workshops because places that are open are afraid they're going to be closed down, and the places that are closed down are canceling the festivals, canceling the workshops. And so, again, this is going on two years that I've been unable to really work because of this. And it just started to get going uh, back in, in September, I started to travel again, giving workshops, and here we are a couple months later, and everything is canceled again. And so, you know, I'm by far out of the system compared to most people probably listening, and this is why I see this and I feel this much greater than most people. And it's frustrating because I see people selling their freedom for this comfort of being in the system, for going along with what they think is just getting by and not causing a problem, not making their life difficult, and this fear of going against these controls. So I hope that I am wrong. I hope that we haven't lost this psychological war, but to me it looks like we've lost it because I don't see anyone really taking the action. I see protest, but I do not see action. Why do you keep repeating the same patterns? The pattern's usually a simple one, and it's not that you don't understand it, in fact, you know very well that certain behaviors put you on the correct path. 
and make you feel good about yourself, while others don't. Knowing this, you take the correct actions and begin to get some momentum in your life. And so then things seem to be going good. You start to feel good. You start to feel genuinely happy. But then inexplicably, you revert back to an old pattern. How often does this happen to you? One day, everything was fine, and then the next, you are suffering from this self-loathing and guilt because you've felt fallen back into an old habit pattern. And this is quite common. I, I think this happens for everyone because it's very difficult to get out of these patterns because we identify with them so strongly. In fact, we're just waiting for them to happen again. And so not only do you stop taking these positive actions that you were taking at one point, but you begin indulging in behaviors that are making things worse. You're engaging in alcohol, drugs, uh, watching too much television, uh, oversleeping, whatever it is for you. So you can withdraw from life. You can avoid the feelings of this self-loathing and this guilt. Because these types of behaviors separate you from your emotional self. They start to numb you. And this is what you're trying to do, is you're trying to manage these feelings. And this is bringing you more suffering because you get locked into these feelings of self-hate or guilt. And then this contributes to your suffering by bringing you this numbness and this disassociation with life or this confusion in life. Then how do you get out of this? Because what is happening is that you're indulging in these behaviors and they're a way to try to fill that empty space that should be filled with your self-love. But we feel we want to feel numb, we want to feel separate from this experience because we feel ashamed, we feel that we should know better than this, that we know better than this, but we still can't change our behavior or change our life. So how do we break this pattern of getting things going in life, getting some momentum, and then falling back into this suffering? this unhappiness, this, this self-indulgent behaviors that are making us feel lost or making us feel out of touch with our true selves. How do we stop repeating these patterns? How do we let go of them? We've talked about different ways of doing this on other episodes. The first one is really learning how to commit to the path. I talked about this topic on episode 35, the difference between setting goals versus intentions. When we get goal-oriented, we start to create a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear when we start to have difficulties in life because we feel that Whenever some trouble arises, we start to worry that maybe we're not capable of 
achieving what we want. Maybe that we're not going to reach this goal because we have this image in our mind of what this goal is and what it should look like when we get there. And so whenever difficulty arises along the path, we start to get anxious, we start to create this internal fear, and this gets us to begin engaging in these behaviors that take us even further away from our path. They numb us. They try to manage these feelings. And this is one of the biggest reasons we start to revert back to these old habit patterns. And the way to combat this is then to make sure that you commit to the path. Regardless of what is happening, don't think about the results, but create the intention of where you want to go and focus on the path. Focus on the moment of what you're doing. Do all things that bring you into this moment, whether it's meditating or or making sure that you're eating properly and getting enough rest and taking care of yourself, but make sure that you're in the moment. This way you don't have to escape the way you feel. And I noticed that was something that I would engage in in my past is whenever I wasn't feeling good about my life or myself, this is when I would indulge in uh, drugs or alcohol or, or whatever it was at the time to try to manage the way I felt. But I recognized this by when I felt good that I would not want to engage in these behaviors because I felt too good. I didn't want to ruin the way I felt. I didn't want to change the way I felt. And this is your intention is to try to appreciate the way you feel without changing it. If it's not a good feeling, if it's a time period in your life that's difficult, that has struggle, is okay. Learn to appreciate the suffering. Learn this idea of impermanence, that whatever you're experiencing will not happen again. So learn to relax into it. In fact, this is one of the techniques that got me out of the deepest depression I was ever in in my life, that I felt I couldn't get out of this and I was depressed for a very long time and very deep depression. And I started getting into Buddhism and they talked about impermanence, learning to not try to escape the moment, try to really enjoy the moment, whatever it is, because it's trying to tell you something. And the moment that I started to enjoy the the, the experience maybe enjoy is not the right word, but to appreciate the experience is the moment that the depression started to lift because I wasn't trying to get out of it. Because what is trying, what is causing the suffering is the struggle, is the desire or the aversion of whatever is happening. But once you let go of this and you just learn to relax in the moment, a lot of the struggle goes away and you're able to really connect better to yourself. And this is what you're really trying to do through all these periods in your life is trying to find that deeper connection, that more intimate connection, because the more intimate and clean that connection is, the happier you will be, and the better you will treat yourself. 
And so this is a big part of getting and staying on this path is committing to the self, right? You have to commit to the path, but you also have to commit to yourself. And this is what we talk about, self-love. And you can re- you remember episode 38 where I talked about how to find self-love. And this is something that will help you maintain yourself on the positive path, on the path of creation, on the path of connection, of development, instead of this path of destruction, of separation, of suffering. And self-love doesn't come from the feelings, it comes from the actions, and the actions create the feelings. And so when you feel yourself starting to repeat these same patterns, focus on making sure that every action you take is a representation of self-love. And where it's difficult to take this action is where it's difficult to appreciate yourself, and this needs to be looked at. And so not only do you have to commit to this path, you need to focus on the permanent. And this is the another big uh, contributor to your suffering is that you're identifying with the false. And when I say identifying with the false, it's identifying with the temporary. And you can go back to episode 17, who you think you are is wrong. And this talks about this false identification, how we identify with these feelings and these thoughts. And we have these feelings and these thoughts for so long that we start to consider them aspects of ourselves. And this is true for these behaviors that are so ingrained in us that we try to leave them, but we come back to them because we identify with the feelings And we start to feel that this is just who I am. I am the person who commits this habit pattern. I am the person who has this behavior. I am the person who engages in this kind of life. And we start to see ourselves this way. And this is also what we talked about in the episode about change, is what really changes is just our perception. And so you need to learn how to not identify with these perceptions, these ideas of who you think you are, because this is what's keeping you tied to these habit patterns and reverting back to them when you start to uh, lose your focus or when you start to have difficulties in your life. And this is a big one, because the thoughts come up in the mind saying, yeah, this is just you. You're not good enough. You're not uh, a happy person. You're not this kind of person, or you're this kind of person. And you start to identify with these thoughts, and you start to listen to them, and you start to react to them. And this reaction to them is creating the behaviors, and these behaviors are what is taking you away from self-love. It's taking you away of intimacy with the self. And so this is why you have to learn how to let go of these false identifications, let go of these ideas of who you think you are. And this is letting go of of the temporary and putting your focus on self-expression and the permanent. And so what you're doing is you're breaking these attachments to these ideas. 
these ideas that are based on this false identification of who you think you are. And we often think we need time to let go of these thoughts and these identifications, but why? It's just a, a something in the mind, a thought. But the mind is so strong that it convinces your emotions to react, and then these emotions fall in line, and it strengthens this false identification. But just as your mind is strong enough to engage these emotions to justify your suffering, it's strong enough to go the other direction. So train your attention, train your identification or your freedom of this identification to let go, to accept, to understand and connect to your true self, to the deeper self, to this intimacy within. A good way to think about this is to think of your consciousness as a light. Because this is really what it is. Your consciousness is this light that illuminates your life. But think of it in this way, that your consciousness is a light that shines brightly in a room. And when the mind projects ideas of the self that are false, it blocks the light from fully shining and illuminating this room. And the more these false identifications are removed, the more your consciousness illuminates the room. And when the infinite light shines without resistance, you experience what's called samadhi, the infinite light. And then all these false identifications are gone, and it's just you, just you and God. And this is where happiness is permanent. Actually, this is beyond happiness. This is bliss. I'd like to tell you about Sing Flutes. These are flutes that are made by me. They're handcrafted Native American-style flutes designed for sound healing. The flutes are tuned to the frequency of 432 hertz, the harmonic intonation of nature. The fundamental note of each flute is in a key to vibrate a particular chakra. Whether you are playing for others or yourself, listening to 432 hertz music resonates inside the body. In fact, they did a medical study where they hooked people up to a brain and heart monitor and played different instruments to them. The Native American-style flute had the most impact in relaxing them. If you're a yoga teacher, it's a great instrument to incorporate into your classes. What I do is I have an app on my iPad that has the sounds of nature, and I'll put on the sounds of rain and play over this to the students at the end of the class. It's a very intuitive instrument to play. There's no musical knowledge necessary to get started. Each flute is unique since they're handmade. I put different artwork on them. I put mantras on them related to the chakras that they're tuned to. So go check them out at singflutes.com, S-I-N-G-H-F-L-U-T-E-S.com. Use the discount code, the story of me podcast and get 10% off. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the program. And please, please resist the tyranny. Stop participating. Stop wearing your mask. Go where you want to go, when you want to go there. And go in big groups, whatever you have to do. But resist. Resist this tyranny. 
Again, please make a donation, help support this podcast. It's uh, important to me, especially now that I've had to cancel workshops and I'm not really free to be traveling around so much that I rely on the generosity of you. So go to the storyofmepodcast.com on the contact page and please make a donation. Contribute what you feel that you've received from the program. And I'll leave you with a little of my flute playing today. From the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding, allow love to be the current that carries your words and actions. Wahe Guru, Wahe Guru.